There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Well, Richard, I'm back. I'm back from my overseas experience, and the good news is, You're back. Uh, I didn't <laughs> die. And <laughs> I didn't die in a plane crash. Um, and I would say I'm a lot less scared of flying now. But that That's fear good. of flying has been replaced with like the existential dread of having to do a thirty-hour transit mm. again at one day yeah that's the thing because i because you you've always been like actually like freaked out by the idea of flying i don't really like flying but it's just because i hate sitting still for long periods of time and long periods of time is an understatement to refer to what i just went through twice because <laughs> how long have you been back in new zealand now i've like, been back about 48 hours nice <laughs> and you and you rushed straight to the podcast <laughs> my only home my true home <laughs> so this is an interesting episode of the podcast though because because what are we doing today aj well richard uh i have no idea um <laughs> i said to you hey i'm i'm pretty busy and also jet lagged i've basically come straight back into a bunch of work i've got to do uh and so i said can you maybe another quiz like we did for easter can you put a quiz together and you said yep and then two days later i was like as in today i was like are you doing anything for the podcast <laughs> and you were like yeah but i'm not telling you what it is till till we record so yeah. welcome to a very rare mm. mystery episode of cult popshire mm. i mean where, the the, um, the the fans listening now will probably have a mm. better idea because the episode will be titled something Will it be titled Richard ha- Richard's Mysterious Quiz? <laughs> because then they won't know any more than me. Yeah, maybe. So the what what I orig- originally sat down to do nothing like super mysterious, but I just decided not to tell you. Okay, and I started writing this quiz, and so but so it was going to be called Dumb IMDb Quiz in Year. Okay. And I was going to, and I went through the list of films we've covered on the podcast, Random Number Generator, and just like looked through IMDb pages, found some dumb trivia. I would tell you the trivia and you would have to guess the film. 
Okay. And then I decided I wanted to beef out the the rest of the rest of the quiz with maybe that's round one, and then I'll do another couple of rounds. And then I liked rounds two and three so much more than that that I then scrapped all the work I'd done for round one. <laughs> And we've now just got a two-round quiz. <laughs> so you just deleted. You didn't even replace content. You just deleted. I know. I, I, I added a lot more. Like okay. this. This quiz is out of two hundred. Jesus Christ, I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> I was hoping this would be like a 30 minute episode. <laughs> nah, three hours. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, not at all. So, what? Uh, I, I think you'll find this quite fun. So, mm-hmm. the what it is, is I've got, uh, I think, 20 actors and 20 directors. And what I'm going to do is list off their trademarks according to IMDb with mm-hmm. increasing ease and you have mm-hmm. to guess the actor or the director. So okay. each question is worth a possible five points. If you get it from the first clue I give you, you'll get five points. If you get it from the second clue I give you, you'll get four and so on. Three, two, one. You're going to have to keep my score. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, I do understand how it works. So we've got, we've got, I, I, I think not, 20... not completely, but I feel like I have no choice but to play. So, well, what, what are your issues with the? <laughs> Sorry, no, not no choices, and I don't want to. As in, like, I, I will just hit, you'll ask me a question and I'll answer. It, uh, yeah. So, and, and thus will be participating in the quiz. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've got twenty actors, twenty directors. Okay. If it ends up taking way longer than I thought, we'll cut this out, and we'll and, and I'll have ten actors and ten directors. So, <laughs> you, wow, you're prepared. <laughs> so here we go. First actor. Okay. Uh, so five points if you can tell me from this. You can just pass a lot of them, especially and especially like doing this quiz. I was like, man, sexism is a real problem. Like, yeah, sure. Like all the all the mean ones are like they 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 play they play complex tortured characters, and the women are like, mm. she got sexy legs, mm, and like, yeah, like right. and, and there's so many and like like finding because I, I had to find ones that had at least five trademarks, mm. and like Helen Mirren doesn't have any trademarks according to. I, Helen fucking Mirren, like, it's insane. Could this be Richard's sexist quiz? Is that the name of the episode? <laughs> Richard's anti-sexist quiz. <laughs> you, you're like you're sitting there being like, damn, just found out sexism still exists. Yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> so, okay, here we go. First actor, I'll give you a clue, yeah. and you can you can just, you can skip as well. You don't have to answer every time. So. Okay. This is very um, Wordle generation. <laughs> it's mm. a very Wordle. Do you, know, do you like the idea spin-off. of the quiz, though? Because I work. Really I do. Hard it's on a good. It. It's a good you. idea. Okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, so, what, should we call it Twenty Actors, Twenty Directors? Is that the name of the episode? <laughs> sure. Unless it's ten. <laughs> Unless it's, it's ten, and then style. brackets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this first actor often plays romantic leading men with an edge. Would you like to guess okay. or pass? I'm going oh, maybe should to... it be that you're only allowed to guess once? Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, pa- I'll pass then. <laughs> okay, frequently plays intelligent, yet laid back and likable characters. Okay. Um, 
Oh God! Um, I think I should be allowed to guess. Yeah, no, you once. should be able to. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> it makes the, the episode real boring. Because otherwise, it's like, oh, uh, I don't know, and it's just yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the two that have come to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll say three. I'm thinking, um, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Or Hugh Grant, but I'm <laughs> or only Ryan thinking... Styles from. I'm only thinking Hugh Grant because of his turn in Kate and Leopold. No, there's another movie where he's like a an edgy romantic lead, and he Music at one and point he's no, nah, he's not even in there. <laughs> What's the Wait, one did I say Hugh Jackman or Hugh Grant? You said Hugh Grant. I meant Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> I am jet lagged. Um, what's the movie where Hugh Jackman has a hickey on his neck and he's like, I bit myself shaving? I know the one where he's got balls on his neck. That's movie 43. <laughs> They're very good. Um, is it any of those three? Well, I, I have to get you to, uh, to guess one. Okay, I reckon it's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it is not Ryan Reynolds for three Damn. points, uh, known for a beaming smile and intense eye contact. Jesus. Um, um, I need to just start Googling these <laughs> Um Okay. There is a lot of thinking on this episode, and my brain is not in the best place to be thinking. You wanted to do a quiz. Okay, look. Hey, Richard, can you please I- write an episode that just <laughs> requires me to just think on air? <laughs> um. Ray Liotta, he's R.I.P. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Uh, so it's not Ray Liotta for two points. Many yeah. of his films feature scenes of him running. Tom Cruise. It is Tom Cruise for one point as well. It would have been known for doing many of his own stunts, even exceptionally dangerous ones. So, so yeah. I know this isn't your fault, but like those first three trademarks, I don't think are very relevant anymore to tom cruise yeah i mean yeah that that's you'll you'll get a lot of that (laughs) (laughs) okay great (laughs) so uh our next actor is known for sardonic one-liners um sardonic one-liners um arnold schwarzenegger it is not arnold schwarzenegger known for playing cynical anti-heroes with unhappy personal lives um uh pass what's the next one uh for three points frequently plays likable wisecracking heroes with a moral center is it ryan reynolds it is not ryan reynolds for two points shaven head uh jason statham for one point headlines action adventures often playing a policeman hitman or someone in the military oh shaven head uh, Bruce Willis. It is Bruce Willis. The one point. Congratulations. Okay. He also played Spike the dog. <laughs> we need to let people know the truth. <laughs> All right. This next person is known for, for five points, their radiant yeah. alabaster skin. I'm guessing you can uh, guess the gender of this person. <laughs> uh, Anne Hathaway. It's not Anne Hathaway for four points. High cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Blanchett. It's not Kate Blanchett. Oh, uh, three for three points. Uh, statuesque model-like figure. Um, Tilda Swinton. It's not Tilda Swinton. For two points, her independent films often feature the theme of grief and sorrow. 
Uh, uh, Maggie Smith. <laughs> it's not Maggie Smith for one point. Often plays, uh, portrays upper class women in epics such as Ada Monroe in Cold Mountain, Marissa Coulter in The Golden Compass, Lady Sarah Ashley in Australia, and Gertrude Bell in Queen of the Desert. Nicole Kidman. It is Nicole Kidman. Some of them. But, um, uh, for all the sexism, the women are a lot easier to guess. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it took me the longest, at least I had actual guesses yeah. for all of them. Uh, all right, this next person, uh, for five points, has a recognizable, drawling voice. Matthew McConaughey. For four points, a distinctive, clipped manner of speaking. Oh, oh um. Uh, is it uh, Christopher Walken? No. Uh, for three points, deadpan delivery. Um, Stephen Wright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for two points, often plays deceptively intelligent and ruthless men. Okay. Um, Woody Harrelson. It's not Woody Harrelson. For one point, often plays cold-blooded and sadistic characters. Possibly drawing from his real life. That's a clue. <laughs> Oh, Kevin Spacey? It is Kevin Spacey. <laughs> ah, thank you for the clue. <laughs> Play along at home as well. I hope you're playing along at home. Ah, Keep score. I didn't realise we were including cancelled actors. We oh, there's a few. A version- there's a few. We should do a, a version of this game that's the cancelled edition and it's yeah. only cancelled actors. And, like, it's just listing their crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who's this cancelled actor? <laughs> they they were accused of. Yeah. Well, like we should do like all of our games. Which cancelled actor am I thinking of? Or or it could even be like like it, you could mix it up and spice it up by not even they, they might be actors you didn't even know have these allegations yeah. on their wikipedia page you know yeah, yeah. and then you find out it's like whoever and you're like what that's like that, <laughs> that's th- crazy I, I, I wanted to start a podcast once where every episode was a different actor and we 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 um find the most debaucherous like <laughs> horrible thing they've done <laughs> and and be like this is how bad they are this is why that's they should the be name of the, that's the name of the podcast this is how bad they are <laughs> Just right. character assassination podcast. Character assassination would be a good name for him. Mm, mm, there you go. So, for five points, often portrays characters that are rather smart, mature, and grown up for their age. Um, Who's the kid who plays young Sheldon? Young Sheldon, that's my It answer. is young Sheldon, that's not. Uh, four, brown eyes. Oh, come on. Okay, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, for three points, lisp sweet voice. Lisp? Yeah. Lisp, sweet Apparently, voice. Yeah. Who is a lisp in Hollywood? Um, uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, for two points, and this will be a bit of a clue, petite figure. Ah, oh, okay. It's a skinny man. <laughs> uh, who is? What ladies have lisps in Hollywood? I wouldn't. I wouldn't recognize her as having a lisp, to be honest. Oh God! Why couldn't you say that <laughs> two questions ago? Um, petite figure. Okay, let's go. Um, Kate Micucci. Nice, very petite figure. It's not her though. Uh, for one point, mole on the side of her face. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And it's not me. It was uh, Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. One, uh, an actress who only has yeah. five trademarks, according to, um, <laughs> and IMDb. one of them is, a, is an indistinguishable mole on the side of her face. Uh, yeah. 
I do not think of her as having a bowl at all. Yeah. Think. Well, okay. Here's 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 one for five points. Extreme mm. versatility in roles. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp. Uh, her wide-eyed expressions for four. Wide-eyed expression. Emma Stone. Uh, no. For three points, her bright smile. Cameron Diaz. For two points, often plays optimistic characters with cheerful, cheerful dispositions. Who's the other one that isn't Kate McCucci? <laughs> Ricky Lindholm. <laughs> uh, for one point, long hair, most usually red, sometimes strawberry blonde. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> it's Amy Adams. Ah, oh. Okay. <laughs> I hope this is entertaining for people. I hope they're playing along at home. And I hope that yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for. I I I kind of I don't know. I thought there'd be more. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is obviously what the episode was going to be. Just me listing this, and I hope people enjoy. It. I'm enjoying. It. I enjoyed putting the game together, and I hope. I think often to to when we listen back to episodes like this, they they sound a lot better on the re-listen than they felt at the time. Not that I'm feeling terrible about this. Or yeah, these little um you know interludes in between questions i think are really gonna help us mm. yeah <laughs> and a lot of these there's also a lot harder than i thought they would be mm-hmm. um so our next one is known for their light blue eyes uh rachel mcadams sculpted slightly upturned nose uh rachel mcadams <laughs> <laughs> for three points who, who played fucking cindy lou who <laughs> <laughs> taylor momson does she have an upturned nose in real life? Or <laughs> um, uh, for three points, usually plays easygoing, even-tempered, nice guy characters. Oh, it's a guy. Mm. Oh, then why were you the- describing his appearance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, up- what guy has an upturned nose? Ray Liotta. <laughs> no, uh, for two points, distinctive, youthful voice. Um, Elijah Wood. Uh, no, and for one point, short stature. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> no, that would be a good one. Uh, it's Michael J. Fox. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. No, he does have an upturned nose. <laughs> He's a very pretty, very pretty boy. Yeah, a lot with his light, light blue eyes and you know, his light blue eyes, distinctive, youthful voice. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, for five points, often stars in period films or plays real life individuals. Meryl Streep. No. Also, I sh- so disappointed. I should mention, uh, if you haven't picked up on this already, that uh, everyone mentioned on this uh, this quiz we've seen in film franchise Fortnite's. Oh, okay. Which well, we've never, se- which we've never seen Meryl Streep. Fun fact. Have we seen Ray Liotta? Uh, yeah, he was in Muppets Most Wanted. Oh God, he was too. <laughs> Wait, have we seen this act? Yes, we have. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I can't remember where we've seen this one, but no, we have. Um, after, yes, yeah, so often stars in period films of real life individuals, or star, plays real life individuals for four points, frequently plays men who have suffered a loss or trauma. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. No, but you're close. Often plays characters who are ill-fated for three points. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No. For two points, often plays conflicted, tortured by their own demons characters who need to deal with their past. Sean Bean. And for one point, 
only uses his media presence for environmental or human Leonardo rights DiCaprio. causes. Leonardo DiCaprio. I worked out it was Leonardo DiCaprio three people ago, but didn't like just for I, the, just for content. I que- no, no, I queued him. I queued him behind the last right, two guesses. Right. Uh, so uh, our next one is known for his. Sharp- what have we seen, Leonardo? Oh, Gr- Cr- Gr- Critters. No. Critters 3, <laughs> and also uh, Romeo plus Juliet. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yep. So Lee Van Cleef is not... Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Lee Van Cleef! So We're one of the answers. I would have never guessed Lee Van Cleef. I, 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 knew, I, I, yeah, I knew you wouldn't. That's why I made it such a hard one. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> what, what have you got written down that you've accidentally read out the answer? That's so funny. <laughs> Do I get five points for yeah, that? Yeah, you can have five points. Yes. What were the other traits? <laughs> uh, so, known for sharp facial features, low authoritative voice, sardonic, menacing characters. When starring in westerns, his characters frequently use customized firearms, such as rifles and pistols, with increased precision, fire rate, ammo magazine, and additional muzzles. And okay, so here I would have guessed Clint Eastwood and been furious when it wasn't him. Yeah. Uh, and, and just been like, well, who else could it be? Beady eyes that frequently squinted in the western sun. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Still Clint Eastwood. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to um, focus more on doing this correctly. <laughs> I like that you've done the like blonde moment and I'm the one who's like off my sleeping schedule. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, um, I think my calculator fucked up. So I just need to like see how many points you should be on. One plus five for Lee Van Cleef. All right, you're on 11. <laughs> All right, next it's actor. Very low. <laughs> next actor, whose name I will not say. Okay. Has a slight... Danny DeVito. Fuck! <laughs> uh, has a slight British accent with a marked, marked lisp. I don't believe them. I don't believe that he has a lisp. I don't think these people know what a lisp is. <laughs> um, I'm going to say um, James McAvoy. Uh... James McAvoy, I did look for, only had two, and it was just like, okay. Scottish accent, brown hair. <laughs> uh, for four points, a pronounced widow's peak. Okay, um, oh, we've already done Bruce Willis, that's the widow's peak actor. <laughs> what about um, uh, Jean Reno? Not very good, no, it's not yeah? him, but that's a good guess. Good guess though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for three points. And he was in Godzilla 98, mm. so no, it no, counts. No, no, no. <laughs> for three points, gaunt, bony features with heavy eyebrows. Heavy eyebrows? Who played Bogdan? And- <laughs> <laughs> um, heavy, gaunt and heavy eyebrows. Uh, um, oh, it wouldn't be him. Oh, what's his Bogdan. name? The guy... Who- the guy who plays the Shape of Water monster, Doug Jones. Oh, that's, that's a really good guess as well, but it's not him. Um, for two points, often played imposing sinister villains. Mm. Uh, Christopher Lee. No, but again, you're close. For one point, making audiences feel sorry for his evil characters by displaying extreme frailty and vulnerability even when the material didn't call for this. Fucking hell, what a trait to have repeatedly. <laughs> uh, it's not like um, Ian McCallum, is it? Uh, no, it's not, but I'll... You, you can have one more guess for this one. 
Okay, um, Sean Connery. No, it was Boris Karloff. All right, yeah, okay. All right. Did you get that one at home? (laughs) Did you? Are you enjoying this quiz? (laughs) Don't do that. I hate when you do that. You don't know how much editing has to go in to, like... Okay, so I would have never guessed Boris Karloff as close as I apparently was. Mm. Although you telling me Christopher Lee was close, I guess is was a clue. Was a good that, guess. That, that good clue. That. All right, our next one number uh, for five points usually plays mild mannered characters in extraordinary circumstances. Brian Reynolds for four points. A wide range of expressions and reaction shots. <laughs> wow, just <laughs> like an actor. Uh, John Krasinski. No, but you're very close. Okay. You're hilariously close. Uh, for three okay. points, a distinctive clipped deliberate delivery of lines. Um, Rain Wilson. No, slightly further away. Oh, no. For two points, frequently clears his throat. Steve Corral. No, moving further away still. For one point, almost always plays the put upon every man in his film and television roles. Martin Freeman? It is Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. I was hilariously close with John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, our next one is known for five points for his deadpan delivery. What have we seen? Oh, The Hobbit. Never mind. Never mind. His yeah, deadpan and, uh, delivery. And the MCU. Yeah. Sorry, known for his deadpan delivery. Yeah. Uh, okay, who has deadpan delivery? Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. No. Uh, known both on screen and off screen for his crusty, cranky persona. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford. No, but yeah, that that is also oh. for Harrison Ford. Oh, it's not Harrison Ford. Fuck. Often plays hard-edged but sarcastic law enforcement and military officers. Okay, um, who's the guy that in um, Full Metal Jacket? Oh, Ali Emi. <laughs> yeah, is it Ali Emi? <laughs> um, okay. For two points, often plays real-life historical figures, and it has a list of them if you want them. For yeah, an extra I want clue. them. Thaddeus Stevens, Howard Hughes, Gary Gilmore, Ty Cobb, Oliver Lynn, Clay Shaw, Douglas MacArthur. <laughs> he played Howard Hughes? Yeah. Apparently. And he's not and Leonardo not DiCaprio. <laughs> God, I have no idea. What's the next one? Uh, deep, gravelly voice with a thick Texas accent. Thick Texas accent. Like that? Is that what he sounds like? But why you? Does it, does it sound like this? Well, if you think more of his deadpan delivery, he's does, also known for. Does it sound like this? A little bit. Matthew McConaughey. No, he <laughs> sounds more like this. Ah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. It is Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> he played Howard Hughes. Just apparently, yeah. I wouldn't call his voice gravelly. <laughs> All right. Well, you can. What write. have we seen, Tommy Lee Jones? Ah, uh, he is in Captain America: The First Avenger. Ah, yes. God, that was one of those early MCU roles, isn't it? Where it's like, they probably would have saved you for something else had they known how big this was going to get. (laughs) Yeah. All right, our next actor is uh, known for often playing characters with mental instability and slash or a deep capacity for violence. And it's it's worth mentioning as well that it gives... I'm not going to tell you the two examples, but it gives two examples which are famous uh, for, like, when this actor played against type by doing... <laughs> by playing characters with mental stability or a deep capacity for violence. Okay. Um, 
sorry can you explain that again so the two examples it lists are like the 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 reason those movies are notable is because this actor is playing against type to play someone with mental instability or a deep capacity for violence so what you're saying is that the imdb is listing these wrong yeah it's it's listing it's listing their trademark as the two times they played against type to do this right yeah okay okay um um Oh, would it be like Robin Williams? It is Robin Williams. Very good. Whoa. How many points is that? That's five points. Well, yeah. <laughs> what are the, what are the so other So the other options? ones are frequently played fathers or family men, humble and soft-spoken, often played characters lacking in self-awareness, and the 1.1 would have been often clean-shaven in comedies while bearded in dramatic films. <laughs> is that a trait? It is. Uh, that, that, so- that, that, that's a very Robin Williams thing. Okay, so uh, um, one hour photo. Yep. And insomnia. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's also. Um, I wouldn't say he's sinister. I'll give you a okay, bonus point for that. There's. Um, oh, thank you. The um, final cut, a movie I vaguely remember <laughs> that is about vaguely remembering things. Nice. I saw it when I was a little kid. And I was describing it to my flatmate a few months back. This movie I saw when I, could, I was a kid called Final Cut that stars Robin Williams. And he, he was so enthralled with me explaining the plot. And then I was like, and I think it has like 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this next person for five points has an immersive acting style. I don't know what that means. For four points, often plays uh, portrays scheming women. Okay. Um, Helena Bonham Carter. Often plays career-driven women. Meryl Streep. No, for for two points, and this is this is one of the ones where I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, to, so for two points, her notable angular features. Oh my god. Um, Angelica Houston. <laughs> That's a good guess, though. For one point, blue green eyes. Mm. doesn't make it any easier does it no you've you've ordered this like the way these quizzes usually work is that the one point question is harder than the five point or easier than easier the five yeah point yeah question. so this one but these just randomly written this one is randomly written a lot of them i've tried to you know <laughs> i guess i guess you are you are supplying me with more material mm. to guess from what well, well this one is like i gave you the easier stuff up top and then just gave you nothing for two questions so that you could just have more opportunities to guess okay so who is it uh this is glenn close oh god i said meryl streep <laughs> <laughs> all right 101 dalmatians 102 dalmatians that's right so uh for i should get an extra point for guessing the movie that they're from yeah that we've covered <laughs> so for five points frequently plays military commanders and law enforcement officers oh i hate this one this has come up like five times yeah say it again frequently plays military commanders and law enforcement officers <sighs> officers i should say he doesn't play the building okay thank you that's why i was so confused i I was picturing an office mel gibson no 
for four points and this one this one's like the most specific one i've seen but it's great in almost all the films where he handles or uses sidearms usually a nine millimeter burrito or similar pistol there's a scene of him swiftly ejecting a bullet from the loaded chamber by pulling back the slide assembly and subsequently catching the bullet before it falls to the ground what that's so strange (laughs) um sylvester stallone for three points frequently when his character is making a decision or changing his course of action he will say okay okay (laughs) (laughs) okay okay (laughs) wait can you do it how he says it in the movie i don't know i don't really you don't remember oh god that makes it so much harder i just have to keep guessing military slash (laughs) force law enforcement characters Danny Glover. Uh, for two points, um, fiery anger-driven tirades. Um, Nicholas Cage. Not He's for, not known for... For one point, often portrays real people. And if I can make it easier by giving you some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, played Ruben Hurricane Carter on The Hurricane, Herman Boone in Remember the Titans, Frank Lucas in American Gangster. Yeah, it's um, Denzel Washington. It is Denzel Washington. What have we watched with him in it? Uh, he was in Anton Fuqua's Magnificent Seven. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, for five points. God, this one's so bad. Uh, this actor, actor or actress is known for her sexy legs. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> um, oh, do, you, do you agree? Uh, uh, yeah. No, okay. For, no, that for, tells me you hadn't noticed. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, at, at, at a certain time, I would have definitely agreed. In certain films, but I not agree. anymore. Well, maybe I haven't seen them in a long time. Okay, so they're dead. <laughs> or maybe they're just real old and don't show off their sexy legs anymore. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's sad. <laughs> Should always show off your sexy legs. <laughs> Uh, Brittany Murphy is my legitimate guess, and Man. she was in Happy Feet. I think she was. She only had she only had one um, uh, trademark though, and it was her hearty laugh or infectious laugh. Oh, like that. Of course, when I think of Brittany Murphy, I think, I think of, of that, that hearty laugh. <laughs> so, uh, for- <laughs> it's me, Brittany Murphy. It's, it is me, Brittany Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> so for four points. Athletic figure. Okay. Um, Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> nice. Uh, That's a good guess. It is. Sexy legs. Yeah. For three points, deep, sultry voice. Sugar, honey bear. <laughs> like that? <laughs> no, more like, it's me, Brittany Murphy. <laughs> Brittany <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> okay. Her deep, sultry voice. Um. Oh god. I and mean, I think of oh okay, sexy oh um Kathleen Turner. No, but that that is a very good guess. Yeah. Um from Romance of the Stone, of course. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber Two? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh Where the-, the joke is that she's playing like an ugly woman. And yeah. it's like this is Jessica Rabbit we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh for two points, her short hair. Oh, um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It is Jamie Lee Curtis. Very good. Yes. Yes, because what other actress 
insists on having short hair in everything she's in, <laughs> or at least did for about 30 years. Um, and uh, I wouldn't one... say she has a deep, sultry voice. Though. Yeah, it's like, in um, the, the 1.1 is early in her career, final girl roles. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. All right, only a few more actors, and then we'll move on to directors. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> here we go again. Uh, for five points, delicate high cheekbones. Kate Blanchett. No, I really want. I think Kate Blanchett only had four or something, or didn't even have any. Because I, I, I was like, oh, sure, Kate Blanchett, uh, Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock—they'll all have plenty. Yeah, no, they don't. We're talking about traits or cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Julia Roberts would be full of cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, statuesque model-like figure. Um, Tilda Swinton. These are the same fucking ones. Deep husky, yet smooth voice. Um, Kate Mara. (laughs) Uh, Often plays fiercely independent, driven characters. Oh, sorry, Rooney Mara. I beg your pardon. (laughs) It's not, but uh, often plays women of enormous strength and stature. Ah, um, Gwendolyn Christie. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was Sigourney Weaver. Ah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, and uh, now back to ones that have um, actual details in them. (laughs) (laughs) Men. (laughs) So for five points, often plays very successful, wisecracking, in-control business executives and political figures. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eugene Levy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that would have been a great one. Uh, for four points, sicked back here in his movies. I assume that's a typo and it's supposed to say slick. Okay. Um, John Travolta. No. Like I had to think about that. So, <laughs> often plays fathers with one daughter and no sons. <laughs> um... <laughs> Who notices that? <laughs> Is that like a trait that he's like, I have to. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, George Clooney. No. Uh, gravelly, smoke burnished voice. Um, Danny DeVito. No. Um, and for one point, his famous stereotypical capitalist character, Gordon Gecko. Ah, oh, fucking uh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. I can't. Michael. Oh, God. My brain is. Douglas. Michael Douglas. Who has uh, no sons but a daughter in Ant Man. There you go. (laughs) It's true. It's true what they say about him. (laughs) Yeah, this is famous for. Um, All right, last couple. For five points. (laughs) Ants. For five points. Danny DeVito should have played Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah. Actual. Because he's Actually, already small. Yeah, he doesn't need to put on. He <laughs> doesn't need to shrink, and there's no CGI required. <laughs> Imagine that. Like- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The admin so it just makes you kind of a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
so for five points, frequently plays men of power and slash or authority. Uh, Josh Brolin. Good guess there. Uh, for four points, volcanic tirade, smoke burnished voice. That's one, but I think it's two things. Volcanic tirade, smoke, smoke burnished, smoke burnished. What would that, what would that sound like doing a volcanic tirade? I told you not to let the volcano erupt. <laughs> okay, and now who are you doing an impression of? Um, <laughs> was I doing an impression? That's, of yeah, that like that's I what you're... I told you. Da, 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 da. Um, I don't Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> <laughs> Ray Liotta. <laughs> uh, um, so for three points, gruff characters who claim. That, sorry, that's I'm reading the wrong one there. Um, <laughs> three points. Diminutive frame offset by his formidable bearing. I don't know what those words mean. Mm. Just do the voice sentence. again. I'm not Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> you did it. It wasn't as Batman-y the first time you did it. Okay, my voice is hurting. Um, is it um, Harvey Firestein? No. <laughs> uh, Surly, but essentially moral characters with deep capacity for violence. Ah, oh, is it like Jack Nicholson? No, but close. Same same sort of type of actor. Robert De Niro. No. Do you want to go the third one? Who's the third one? <laughs> uh, for one point, he has jet black hair and dark owl eyes. Is the third one Al Pacino? It is Al Pacino. One point. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh. Um, all right, this last one. Save the hardest one for last, believe it or not. Ooh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I was doing it. Um, so, for five points, known for his crazy laugh. <laughs> uh, Ricky Gervais. I would ask writing this was like, that'd be a good one. Uh, yeah. For four points. Because he was in Spy Kids all the time. Yeah, and the night at the museum movies. Um, For four points, intense macho acting style that was often both bombastic and emotionally honest. The fact that it's in past tense is a clue, but also I would never expect you to get this one. So that's also a clue. (laughs) Uh, Why is he from like one of the Bubby movies? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, so he's got an infectious laugh and he's dead. A crazy laugh. A crazy laugh and he's dead. Cesar Romero. Nice, good guess, but no. Uh, yeah, this was the one I started to read for Al Pacino. Uh, for three points, gruff characters who claim to despise shows of human weakness, but who end up frequently displaying it themselves. Peter Boyle. For two points, internationally associated almost solely with his parts as a samurai, both heroic and less so, despite many modern day parts in his time. Internationally known only as a samurai. Is it someone from the Seven Samurai? It is. Do you want to take a guess? (laughs) I don't know any of their names. Uh, For one point, often works with Akira Kurosawa. That was Toshiro Mifune. (laughs) Okay. Who came up in our um, best acting episode? Oh, okay. So, Fair hey, enough. He's been Fair mentioned. Enough. He's been mentioned. Hey, just, all right. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying he's been mentioned. All right. That's all the actors. So, for a possible 100 points, uh, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, 100 points. You got 24. Pretty bad. Pretty well, let's bad. see if you fare better with the directors. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So, 
Uh, number five, and also there's even less uh, women in this one because we haven't covered a lot of female directors and the ones we have mm. don't have a lot of trademarks according to IMDb. Mm. So, for five points, often features himself in his films, even if uncredited. M. Night Shyamalan. No, we haven't covered any of his films, have we? No. Mm. Uh, for four points, often features strong female characters. Quentin Tarantino. No. <laughs> his... It's not Quentin Tarantino. Or oh, God, you're gonna okay. be you're gonna be surprised that it's not Quentin Tarantino a lot. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, for three points, his protagonists are often extraordinary characters caught often ordinary characters. Sorry, caught in extraordinary and horrific circumstances. James Cameron. No, I did see the, the word horrific there. Horrific. Mm. What kind of films do you think this person Horrific makes? James Cameron. <laughs> For two points. Uh, villains are often deformed and monstrous looking. David Cronenberg. He's, he's not on the list, but I was so close to putting him because he's in Jason X. But we haven't right, covered yeah, any of his of films. Uh, for one point, his horror films often contain important social issues. Um... Such as The Last House on the Left or The Hills Have Eyes. Who's that? That's, um, I don't know. I give up. Also made Scream. Oh, Wes Craven. That is Wes Craven. Congratulations. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. For five points. Supernatural and fantasy themes. Okay. Um, Supernatural and fantasy themes. Peter Jackson. No. Often has a character who has a bad temper. Sam Raimi. It is Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, also frequently figures out difficult shots by reverse motion acting, filming the actor <laughs> acting backwards and playing in reverse. Frequently films scenes in which a main character is on the receiving end of an extremely brutal attack and his ability to mix violence with humor. So you got four points for that. Sick. All right, this next one is, and obviously Sam Raimi, Evil Dead and Spider-Man we've covered. Mm. Uh, for five points, wide shots. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sergio Leone. No, good Leone. guess though. Uh, for four points, downbeat endings. Oh, oh, uh, Robert Rodriguez. No, good guess though. Uh, for three points, posters almost always feature close-ups of characters' faces. Paul Greengrass. <laughs> <laughs> for two points, frequently starts his movies with creative title sequences that express the theme of the movie. Express the theme of the movie. Yeah. Is it a James Bond director? It is not. No. Uh, is it David Finch? It is David Fincher. Two points. Yeah. Nice. And for one point would have been frequently collaborates with Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for his musical scores. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, for five points, some of his characters often start off as being emotionally troubled and undergo a radical journey, often through crisis, developing as better people in the end. <laughs> That's not your trait. That's storytelling. <laughs> that storytelling, yeah. The characters get better. God, I could just guess it. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, for four points, often designs and inserts nightmarish monsters into his work. Qu- Gilmero del Toro. No, good guess though. Gil- Gilmero? <laughs> Gilgamesh. Uh, for three points, used his own depression to fuel the psychological themes and upsetting imagery in some of the works he directed. I, I don't know his name, but the the Evangelion guy. It is. Uh, Hideaki Anno, I'll give you three points for that. Um, cool. For two points would have been creates animated TV shows and films that often deconstruct and satirize tropes present in earlier anime franchises. And for one point, implements classical music in his anime, notably in Evangelion, <laughs> during suspenseful yeah. intense scenes. Also did Shin Godzilla. Exactly. 
All right, for five points, this next one is known for beard. Yep, uh, Steven Spielberg. No. Um, George Lucas. Uh, no, do you want to just keep guessing? <laughs> Peter Jackson. No. Okay, give me the next one. All right, protagonists are tough inside who want change the world around more often than not for selfish reasons. They want to change the world around. Um, uh, Martin Scorsese. I doesn't have a beard, does he? He he did back in his day, but it's not him. Ah, oh, Martin. Oh. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, often works with cinematographer Gordon Willis and producers Fred Ruse and Gary Fredrickson. Gray Fredrickson. That's not going to help me. Yeah. Uh, for two points, often casts his own real life extended family members in his films. Is that something you knew about him? Uh, this thing for two points. Hmm. Uh, yes, it's... Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, extended family members. Would it be like... Um, no, I'm only thinking of... I'm thinking of... I want to say like Wes Anderson because that's like... There's the Wilson brothers, but that's not hmm. his own extended family. Although... Wes Anderson frequently collaborates with a member of this director's extended family. Okay. Um, frequently <laughs> collaborates. So we've got Bill Murray. We've got um, the Wilson brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got... A character um, who uh, you and I... An actor who you and I both thought was in <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Who is Jason Schwartzman related to? <laughs> i don't know i give up i know i i've heard he's related to some he's uh he's talia shire's son talia shire who is adrian yeah and she's also is it it sylvester stallone no uh includes uh for one point includes the original author's name in the title of his adaptations yeah it's not um bram stoker (laughs) it's it's, he directed it's it's, um coppola coppola it is yeah yeah one point Yes, so he's Jason Schwartzman's uncle, although I don't think they've actually worked together. Besides Nicholas Nicholas Cage's yeah. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's uh, Nicholas yeah, yeah. Cage's uncle. Wait, does that mean Nicholas Cage and Jason Schwartzman are related? Yeah. I think they're, huh. they're cousins, yeah. That's funny. You wouldn't really think of them yeah. in That's the same a, yeah. breath, would you? All right. Um, so this next one, his movies often take place in Texas. Okay. Um What's a movie that takes place in Texas? Uh, I'll also give you a hint that uh, the of this guy's five things, only yeah. like one or two actually feature in the films we've covered. <laughs> okay. Is Texas one of them? No. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, likeable, easygoing lead characters. Uh, Woody Allen. <laughs> I <laughs> I tried to do famously likable. <laughs> I uh, I tried to do um, Scarlett Johansson for the actors one. Mm. She only had four trademarks, but in her trivia, one of them was is a big fan of Woody Allen. I was like, probably probably get that removed if I was you. <laughs> uh, for three points, often uses classic rock music in his soundtracks. Mm. Um, Taika Waititi. No. <laughs> he just made the single film in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rock music. 
I keep going back to to like because I would have said Sam Raimi again, but mm. I've already done. What's that. what's like in the last twenty years? What's one of the most like classic rock driven movies you could think of? School of Rock. And who's that director? Richard Linklater. It is Richard Linklater. Good job. Three what Richard Linklater films. Oh, of course. Before yeah. trilogy, yeah. Um, so um, for two points, oh, often it, set in Texas, like yeah. I don't think enough are set in Texas for that to be. Oh, uh, like a, a lot of his films are. But um, his films often revolve around children or teenagers and emphasis on realistic characters and dialogue. Hmm. Okay. All right. For five points. There you go. Yep. I'm holding up five fingers. Witty yet profane dialogue laced with pop culture references. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. It's not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Fuck off. What the hell? Um, uh, for four points, he uses the sh rule at least once in every movie. It gives the example, breakfast, shmreakfast. <laughs> Kevin Smith. It is Kevin Smith. Yes. And where have we seen? What Kevin Smith have we seen? What Kevin Smith have we seen? He's in Die Hard with the Vengeance, <laughs> which I've Is seen it? for the podcast. I thought it was only movies that they've directed. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for three points, always uses the director would like to thank special credit column at the end of his film's credits. Uh, characters often have an obnoxious but loyal and lifelong friend who are often the cause of conflict but ultimately redeem themselves through their actions and frequently refers to characters from his, his view Universe movies. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, for five points, frequently uses shadow lighting in his films. What would you define as shadow lighting? I don't know. <laughs> Does it just mean he frequently uses shadows? Mm. Tim Burton. <laughs> Dark shadows. Um, yeah. The lead characters in his movie are often outsiders with a dark past they prefer not to remember. Right, so he's only made one movie. <laughs> That's not, imagine that. Like, <laughs> um, I'm going to go Del Toro again. No. Uh, his movies often begin and end with the death of a character. Sam Mendes. Good guess. Uh, for two points, during the credits at the end of his movies, the camera will move around the location it was filmed in, after which there will be a freeze frame for the rest of the credits. John Hughes. No, that's a really good guess, though. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and for one point, known on set as a director for filming very few takes and having an easy shooting schedule. Clint Eastwood? It is Clint Eastwood, who yeah. we've seen in the Man with the Night Name trilogy. It's funny that you'd be that like anything easygoing is associated with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, for five points, has two threesomes in the mule because <laughs> he's so easygoing. He's so easygoing. <laughs> people just feel comfortable. Four separate people feel comfortable. <laughs> um. For five points, long shots looking at actors through gaps in scenery or between others in the scene. Uh, um, Steven Spielberg. Movies have a glossy look or feel to them for four points. It's not Steven Spielberg, obviously. That's why I continued reading the clues. Peter Jackson. No, for three points, features human freefall stunts in nearly all his films. Oh, so like uh, Macquarie. No, but What's his name? He, he, Christopher Macquarie. Christopher Macquarie. Um, for two points, often inserts lines of dialogue or places PSA sto- poster slash stickers for animal rights, human rights, and gun controls. 
gun control. Oh my god. Um, the gun control thing is ironic considering the movies we've covered of his. Steven Spielberg. No, no sorry, St- Steven Seagal. No, no. So what am I saying? Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> no. Uh, for one point, frequently casts Danny Glover. Frequently casts Danny Glover. Um, sorry, I've just blanked on his name again. <laughs> what movies do you the, think of? It's like Lethal Weapon. He died recently. Yeah, Richard Donner, one point. Richard Donner, sorry. It's, sorry, It's everybody. okay, it's okay. It's not like I don't know the answer. It's my sleep-addled brain not giving me the name. Uh, All right, this next one um, for five points. Unconventional characters. Mm. 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 Oh, okay. No conventional Um, characters here. What's that? That that character looks pretty conventional. He looks like he's a guy with a job, carries a suitcase, wears a suit. Oh, my God, he's got three eyes. (laughs) Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, for four points, frequently works with ensemble casts. Ensemble casts. Okay. Um, Ryan Johnson. No. Uh, for three points, his films almost always deal with persevering humanity and optimism through hard circumstances and bizarre events unfolding. Who's <laughs> um, uh, Terrence Malick? <laughs> no. Um, for two points, heavy use of tongue-in-cheek dialogue. Heavy use of tongue-in-cheek dialogue. Um, Lord and Miller. Oh, it probably wouldn't be two of them, would it? Um, I did look at Lord and Miller, and both of them are known for their frequent collaborations with the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They are. But also, also it listed as a trademark for them, like um, it was like like consistently executing bad ideas well. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, like, so I actually list that. The, the, mm. uh, do you want the one point? Mm-hmm. His spiky hair. Spike Lee. What's going on spiky hair? Bart Simpson. <laughs> Is this Bart Simpson? Is it's that the answer? Not Bart Simpson. Is the answer Bart Simpson? Uh, uh, that one Lisa was, Simpson. That one was James Gunn. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, he does have spiky hair. Yeah. Alrighty, for five points. Many of his characters are mysterious, shady anti-heroes with violent pasts. Christopher Nolan. No. Unlike many action films, his often show the characters reloading their weapons at realistic times and carrying ammunition. Interesting. I've never thought of, I've never, like these are traits, and it's like, well, I never noticed yeah. that these that any movie was even lacking mm. characters doing that. Uh, Michael Bay, <laughs> no, uh, for three points, his heroes often dress entirely in black. Shit. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, I'm not googling the answer. I'm googling things so I can remember names better. What spell it out? What are you, what are you googling there? I'm trying to read the reflection in your glasses. I'm not even typing group. Martin Campbell. <laughs> um, for two points, Hispanic themes, settings, and characters. Robert Rodriguez. It is Robert Rodriguez. For one point, would have been shoots all his films digitally since Spy Kids 2, Island of Lost Dreams. <laughs> that would have given me it. Yeah. For five points, likes to make nice slash effective cuts. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> God, God, how we love to do mm. that, don't we? Um, let's go, 
Um, sorry, man. I'm really like forgetting every name that I try and think of. Um, Ant Man, bring it on, guy. What's Payne Reed, he doesn't have any trademarks. I really wanted to uh, do him. No shit. He doesn't have any trademarks. <laughs> I could have told you that. <sighs> um, all right. Um, you're going to hate me for this one, but uh, for four points, likes to show close-up shots of feet or wheels often trampling things. Um, Quentin Tarantino. It's not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> well, I knew it wouldn't be, I guess, since you said I'd hate you for it. Yeah. Um, brings camera in close during fight scenes, achieving a claustrophobic effect. John Woo. No, that's a great guess, though. Um, often includes the theme of humanity's arrogance and over-reliance of technology. Who directed Source Code? Oh, um, uh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for one point, uh, known on set for being very tough and demanding. Stanley Kubrick. Uh, no, it was James Cameron. Oh, all right for five points big budget action sequences utilizing modern techniques of filmmaking uh michael bay for four points stunning fight scenes usually involving martial arts john woohoo <laughs> for three points had a reputation as a recluse and almost never gave interviews prior to 2012 oh my god um I, I can't think of anyone who would be like that. That guy, for, that that really famous Simpsons writer, <laughs> John Schwartzwelder. John Schwartzwelder. Um, <laughs> Is it him? No, for two points. Often sets works in her hometown of Chicago. Uh, <laughs> her hometown. Ah, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, Amy Heckling. No, for one point. Hot pink dreadlocks. Lana Wachowski. It is Lana Wachowski, nice. Did she not give any interviews until 2012? Yeah, no, the Wachowskis is like, have never really done interviews, but yet Lana did a few for um, for this. I mean, I guess they would have done some for Cloud Atlas then, 2012. That's crazy that they've, they'd never done any interviews. Mm. I think it was when they did the Matrix sequels, it was like, it was in their contract to not do any press for it. Weird. Mm. <laughs> um. All right. For five points, graphic depiction of violence. Quentin Tarantino. No, for, for four points. More often than not, sports a beard. Um, who sports a beard? What director sports a beard? Who's out there just sporting beards? <laughs> I mean, a lot of them. It's a bit okay, of a cliche at this point. Richard Martin, the, the, oh, the director Earbud of Earbud Golden Receiver. Yeah. No. Uh, for four, for three points, heavily tattooed arms. The two guys that directed Crank. The... <laughs> <laughs> For um, two points, frequently casts cult horror actors. I mean, I'm still stuck on the tattoos. I can't think of any tattered bearded directors. Mm. Can you? Can you think of one? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Frequently casts, so presumably he's also a horror director. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it James Wan? No, that's a good guess, though. Uh, for one point, directs all his own music videos. His music videos. Mm. So he, he makes music as well. Moby. 
Uh, it was Rob Zombie. Oh, God. Oh, what a shit. <laughs> of course it's fucking Rob Zombie. Go on. <laughs> uh, all right. Last uh, last round. Um, and this, We've been through the last round for the last like, 15 questions. Last page of my notes. Um, <laughs> for five points, uses pleasant music that heavily contrasts with some of the more violent on-screen action. Quentin Tarantino. No. <laughs> um... For four points, slow motion or freeze frame sequences? Zack Snyder. No. <laughs> For three points, frequently uses unusual weapons to change the course of hand-to-hand combat scenes. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, who did the movie shoot him up? Because the guy gets... Paul Giamatti gets killed with a carrot. In that movie. <laughs> Do you want me to look up who... Yeah, who directed Shoot Him Up? <laughs> I bet it was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to Google. Michael Davis. Yeah, is it Michael Davis? It is, no. Um, imagine that. Huh, ah, the, the, he has, um, yeah, Michael Davis has two films. Um, I'm, I assume they're related. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, Oh no, yeah, they're different. But here's one film called A Hundred Girls and another one called A Hundred Women, which would be I've seen. I've seen A Hundred Girls. Oh. it's a teen sex comedy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Oh, he's he's it. trying to. It's his efforts to find a mystery girl who he had sex with in an elevator during a blackout. Yeah, I've seen. It. I remember where I was when I watched that movie. Wow, and I then, was at my friend's house. Yeah. Uh, this one, and then Hundred Woman is about the story of a young man named Sam who has struggled to f- discover why the girl of his dreams is suddenly depressed after her cheeriness brought him out of his sadness. I think they are related. Season two thousand, Davis directed a film called Hundred Girls with a very similar theme. It was originally released under the title Girl Fever, so maybe they just did it to try and. Anyway, it's girl not Michael Davis. Fever. Um. His lead characters, whether good or bad, always have a code of conduct which includes a strict vow never to harm or kill innocent people. In many of his films, these lead characters often fight against villains with no such code who freely kill innocent people without remorse. Um, Fuck off, Siri. Michael Mann. No, for one point, scenes of hyperkinetic choreographed action. Zack Snyder. No, I'll give you a clue. You've already guessed this person like three times. John Woo. It is John Woo. Who made... Um, uh, I, oh, you, you were guessing and I was like, oh, he's going to get John Woo. <laughs> um, who did uh, Mission Impossible 2, obviously. Um, all right. Uh, for five points, his films usually have the two main antagonists hostile to each other. Luke Basson. <laughs> uh, for four points, heavy use of Christian symbolism. Terrence Malick. No, I thought you were going to guess Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. <laughs> For three points, often tackles controversial... Batman and Superman are pitted against each other. Yeah. I forgot we have covered a Zack Snyder film as well. I would have put him in here if I'd remembered that. 300. Yeah, yeah. Um, for three points, often tackles controversial topics that have no easy solution. Um, e- examples, mental state of being, rape, murders, sex, a second chance at life, and media coverage are often utilised. Um... Oh, the nymphomaniac guy. No. Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. Uh, for two points, has had actors who were not always admired for their acting give unusual performances in his films. 
not always admired for their acting. So the examples are Arnold Schwarzenegger, Elizabeth Berkley, and Casper Van Dien, to name a few. Oh, um, um, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> no, and for one point, famous for his extremely violent yet intelligent science fiction films. Paul Verhoeven. It is Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> what are you serious? Yeah. I guessed him before. Yeah, <laughs> another what, one what? that I thought you would never guess. <laughs> what what Paul Verhoeven film have we covered? Robocop. Francis Ford. Ah, of course. Uh, I would have guessed him earlier <laughs> in, that, that, in that round if I'd, mm. if I'd thought of it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right. Usually, uh, for five points, usually includes a party scene early in the series slash movie with young adults mixing and mingling. Um, um, Chris White's. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't have any trademarks, unfortunately, uh, according to IMDb. For four points, high-tech, action-packed entertainment. <laughs> Just like the quote you'd put on the poster. <laughs> um, who did Mission Impossible 1? Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. No. You're in the right realm, though. J.J. Abrams. It is J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah. um, for three points, um, a cold opening suspenseful sequence before the opening credits used to pull the audience directly into the story. For two points, it's very secretive about the plot lines of his projects and with one point, powerful use of spotlights and lens flares. Oh, well, the, the lens flare one's a giveaway, but I'm surprised there's no mystery box mentioned. I'd feel like uh, that was on there. He had like 25 trademarks. Oh, because so. that, that to me is the definition mm of a director trademark you know? yeah that's why I, yeah it's very secretive about the plot lines of his project there's like four or five different ways that's worded one include one was yeah, actually okay. like features a box that's a mystery yeah okay um all right only two more to go so for five points often films close-ups using wide angle lenses tom hooper <laughs> no um for four points darkly humorous scenes of violence Quidditch Tarantino <laughs> no uh for three points in his movies frequently there are axes um whoever fucking directed Friday the 13th now think about what's what's the most famous use of an axe uh we've covered is it uh Gimli saying and my axe and who directed Gimli is it Peter Jackson. Yeah, for two points, likes to make cameo appearances in his movies, and for one point, frequently sets his movies in Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> what? No, he doesn't. He isn't for a long fucking time. <laughs> set them there. Either. Yeah. They, they are filmed there. I don't think any of them are set there. All right, last one. Here Explicitly. we go. Here we go. Five. Movies frequently feature a scene with rain. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> no. uh, for four points, often uses father-son themes in movies. Danny Boyle. For three points, often features an insert or close-up shot of the villain's eyes widening before the villain dies. Ah, George Miller. No, (laughs) he also does that. Um, Two points. uh, Several characters in his films are seen using a spray bottle to water small plants. (laughs) I'm not a shy villain. (laughs) And for one point, his films often feature a destroyed New York City. Roland Emmerich? It is Roland Emmerich. Yeah, okay. Because we did Godzilla. Yeah. All right. So that is the end of the quiz. How did you go, guys? How did you how go did at you home? Go? Did you make it to the end of the episode? That's that's what the real test. Not how well <laughs> you did on the quiz. Yeah. Um, ten uh, points. Award yourself ten points if you made it to the end. To the end of the, of the podcast and tweet us. <laughs> You'll. I'll like it on my personal account. <laughs> tweet at Cult Popsha. A yep. hashtag. Finished the quiz. 
and yeah. I will I will personally like it from my personal yeah. Twitter account, not the Cult Popshire account. AJ might like it from right. the Cult Popshire account. If you get a like from the Cult Popshire account, it's none of your business who liked it. If you get one from (laughs) at Richard Martin NZ on Twitter, you will know that was me. Okay? You will get a personal at Cult Popshire, hashtag finish the quiz. Yeah. I'll 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 like it. Yeah. I promise. That'll be a little treat for for That'll be a treat for for you. you. And then you can take a screenshot of Richard Martin liked your tweet. Put that out everywhere. Anywhere you want. I, How I, did I, I do on the quiz, though? You uh, so out of a possible two hundred points, you got fifty-seven. That's over half. That's a pass. Uh, it's not over half. It's, it's over a quarter. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> All right. That, well, that was such a bad thing. I was so wrong there. I should be minus fifty-seven. <laughs> All right. So AJ's finishing the quiz with zero points. Did you do better than AJ? Uh, let us know. Join the Discord. There's uh, links in the description. You can email us with your results at cultpopshiremedia@gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. All those things. Cultpopshire everywhere. And stick around at the end of this episode for the post-credit scene, which is coming right up after this music. And I'm doing the outro today because I it's could tell you were tired. And tired and <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I thought I thought you might appreciate that, so that's Thanks why so I did much. it. And like, you've got your fucking memorized thing you do for every post credit scene, and I'm gonna have to do that now. So stick around. Okay. Thank you for listening. Let us know how you did on the quiz. Remember to tweet the thing I said a minute or two ago, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you on the post credit scene. Tune in next week for Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah, I need to fucking start be, those movies. I'll be a lot more awake for. Well, hopefully. God. Mm, who knows who knows what week. next week will bring <laughs> hey, so let's record at 6am next week to get the same energy <laughs>
<laughs> I want Ray from Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> <laughs> I want the all of the Tenenbaums. Oh, God, really? I do not want any of the ten of yeah, them. Famously famous, like. dysfunctional. Owen Wilson. I want to be. I want to be Luke Wilson and have Owen Wilson's my brother. <laughs> I want to be um, Jason Schwartzman's brother, so that I'm related to. Nick so Cage that you can you can Francis be cast as part of his um, extended mm. family. His oeuvre. Ooh. And then I can have a a can- canonized sordid love affair with my cousin. Sophia Coppola, mm. who if you've seen Godfather 3, you'll yeah, know yeah. is into her cousin. And that movie was directed by her real-life father. There's something going on. We- the, we- the weirdest thing <laughs> about Godfather 3 is the unabashed, unashamed incest. And, and, and the insistence on it. The insistence of it and the the point, no one in the film is like, this is wrong because it's incest. They're just like, you're too young to do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> they needed a scene like in um, Transformers Age of Extinction where um, Please. where he, he like presents a card that you get a close-up of explaining why it's okay to have an incestuous relationship. Why is that in that movie? It's it's anyway. it's some writer somewhere that's like, you know, got teased in the writer's room for for being into younger girls and he's like, No, oh, no if, we said, it, if we said it in Texas, I can prove it. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 